Blog Talk Radio. Marcianne, and I've been ringing those wedding bells all this month while I do my October blitz on finding Mr. Wright, drawing from stories of my brides and grooms from the last 22 years, as well as um, other uh, sources of uh, living here in an 18,000 resident a senior community because a lot of our uh, people here in the United States are over 50 years old. So all the single people out there aren't just young people. There's lots of uh, single seniors, <coughs> sing, uh, single women, um, women who have never been married, and then, of course, women who have been married are divorced or widowed and same for the men. So tonight I'm going to share with you an email that I sent to a male client last year and then I'm going to add on my commentary today as I go along. (laughs) Now this gentleman came in for just a few sessions. Uh, After this email he didn't come back anymore. You know, some people come for counseling to try to get validation for the ways that they're, they are currently living their life. And they're just going to continue to do those same things over and over and over again, uh, expecting a different result. And, of course, today we know this to be an academic definition of insanity. <laughs> this man did want validation, but he also wanted to be supported in his very defensive position that women can't be trusted and there aren't any good women out there. Well, I hear this a lot from women, you know, that men can't be trusted and that there aren't very many good men out there. But I don't hear it very much from men, but then men don't seek out counseling as much as women do. This man really didn't want counseling either, as it turned out. He was breaking up with his girlfriend, and I think he thought it, I might be a source uh, for him to find a new girlfriend because, you know, more women go to counseling than men, right? <laughs> uh, but, so our senior, committi- our senior commi- community where I live and where he lives uh, was going to have a dance, and it was called the Rock and Rollers Baby Boomers Dance. Well, the baby boomers are that demographic that was born um, post-World War II, um, but approximately between the years of 1946 and 1960. So this would include people who are between 52 years old and 70 years old right now. And this man was a baby boomer, so he said he was going to go. Well, at our first session, he said he liked self-assertive women, that he needed a lot of signs and signals from the woman before he feels confident to engage her at all. Well, so my first thought 
here was, okay, this guy's going to go to this dance and sit at his table with a big old poor me look on his face, hoping that someone will take pity on him and ask him to dance. (laughs) Well, so I told him, um, I said, okay, let's develop a strategy here. Uh, Let's explore some ideas where you can begin to implement this i this desire you have to find a new girlfriend. Well, our senior committee has many, many, many more single women than single men, and his plan will pro- would probably work, and probably more than one woman would approach him and ask him to dance. I mean, after all, the baby boomer women were the first to take off their bras and push against the restraints of our very prim and proper Victorian age with our girdles and gloves and hats and hose and, and, and of course, no sex before marriage. However, one of the roles of the counselor is to speak the unspeakable and to begin to help a person open up the vistas of the uncharted, the unexposed, the unexperienced, and to help a person explore their personal space in order to be able to go into places where no man has gone before. So I suggested this man that I would email him a new battle plan for his consideration, and he said, okay. So what I'm going to do is read you the email in parts and then add my commentary as we go along. Okay, email. Hi, Jerry. Here are some hints on being successful tomorrow night at the Rock and Rollers Baby Boomer Dance. Since you are a good-looking man, you will be attractive to all of the single women who are there. And you have always come to your counseling session looking really cute because you have a jaunty style of dressing, somewhat dashing and debonair, and that would speak of a self-confident person who can handle the attentions that his appearance would generate. So perhaps you could move beyond this expectation and the operation of your past to sit and wait for the woman to make the first step and you step out in the energy of your power appearance, not waiting for the woman to come to you. Go to her. A lady will desire for the gentleman to come to her and ask for her hand to dance. The lady wants the man to be the man. Okay, my commentary here is, or at least this is the way women used to be. Today I really am not sure anymore, and ladies, men aren't sure about this anymore either. Because, and because of the blurred lines between the sexes today, I think men wonder about the woman. What does she want? What does she want from me? because today our culture pretty much convinces everybody that the woman is just for sex, and she will let you know. She'll come charging up on her white horse, here I am, here I am, take me, I am here for all your sexual needs, ravish me. And then I will go back to the battlefield, the boardroom, 
the fire station, my black and white, and I will uphold the walls of the dike, and I will keep everything and everybody safe. But I personally don't think that this is what the man wants. Yes, the man wants to have sex. And yes, we have come a long way since the days when a man who wanted to have sex was going to, first of all, become a householder, preparing a place for the woman, and be substantially able to take care of her so she could have his children, which is what a husband used to be. And then this man asks her to marry him, and he was the husband and she was the wife, and then he got sex. You know what? This is still true in Saudi Arabia where there is less than 1% of the babies born there that are illegitimate. Here in the United States, 78% of black babies are illegitimate, 56% of the Mexican babies are illegitimate, and 28% of white babies are born out of wedlock. So these illegitimate statistics just verify that, you know, lots and lots of people are having sex and mostly irresponsibly bringing babies into this world who are not planned and have a less than adequate opportunity to ever be successful in their lives. And in this country, we are on a very steep downward slope towards national bankruptcy, trying to keep some sense of collective responsibility towards these unwanted children. I have a very strong opinion about this. I believe that if a woman gets pregnant and she is not married, she should have an abortion. It's just not fair to bring that child into life. Just let that soul go back to the realms of loving and being loved where all of its needs are met totally and completely. And this might be something that you want to think about on a show about finding Mr. Wright. But, Miss Wright, you have a responsibility to make sure that you don't get pregnant. And, Mr. Wright, you have a responsibility to make sure that you are not getting that woman pregnant. Because, as a community, we are not going to be able to support them for very much longer. And we need to stop all of the aid to dependent children programs and we need to stop all of the HUD housing programs, and we need to change the 14th Amendment so that all babies who are born here in the U.S. have the citizenship of the parent. So if a Mexican woman is here in this country on a green card or illegally, and she has a baby, her baby is a Mexican citizen, not a U.S. citizen. There is no help for an illegitimate child or its mother in Saudi Arabia, and there should not be any public assistance for any illegitimate child or its mother here. I believe that our current public assistance programs enable all of this illegitimacy and irresponsible irresponsibility, and they need to be stopped. So, gosh, I got way off subject here. Back to the baby boomers dance. Well, we are here on earth dancing this dance of life, and life 
involves relationships, and perhaps the most desired relationship on earth is that which can be had between a man and a woman, loving and being loved. And loving and being loved involves sex. (laughs) But sex doesn't always involve loving and being loved. And I know that all the women know what I am talking about. But somewhere along the woman's desire for what she believes is equality, she has sacrificed her original dominion and compromised her sexual powers. And now we have just reached a place where a young girl who was a student at Occidental University in Pasadena, California, told me that today a girl college student can't let it be known out there on the grapevine that she might say no to having sex because she won't then have any opportunities to have dates in order to meet a, to have a prospective boyfriend who could maybe someday become her husband. She told me, and we were in a group of young women on the campus who were participating in a survey that was being conducted by one of the college's sociology professors, for an article that was going to be published in a national sociology magazine. She said the only excuse that boys will accept today for not having sex is that we are on our period. And even then, some guys still want to. And all of the girls around the room nodded their heads yes. So let's say we are one of the ladies who's going to go to this rock and rollers baby boomer dance here at my senior community, or we're one of these young women on the college campus who is going to go to a fraternity or a sorority party dance. Ladies, are we going to be ladies? Or is this guy who is sitting at his table with his... I dare you look on his face, going to be your next challenge. In my 22 years of marrying brides and grooms, it's been my experience that the woman, the woman wants the man to be the man. And they would like for the man to make the first move. I have my brides and grooms, you know, fill out a questionnaire, and I have thousands of these questionnaires in my files of couples I have married. And over and over, over and over, the answers to these questions reveal that in 99% of the cases, the man made the first move. The man asked the woman out. The man asked her to dance The man let the woman know in some way or other by his actions, his attentions, his interest in her, that he was interested in her. And I think that deep down inside of every woman, this is what the woman wants. I mean, even in those rare cases of what I call instant cellular recognition, I mean, some people call it love at first sight, and I do believe in this. Sometimes I think the two people have been together before and that it's in their cellular knowledge. It's a remembrance. 
I think this cellular intuition can also serve us by repelling those we shouldn't be with. Because deep down inside of all of us is that God spark that beats our heart. And within that spark is the divine part of us that knows all things. And all of that divine knowledge is stored within the brain that's in our heart. But a lot of times our heart has been hurt, and so we close it off so the intuitions don't operate. They are there, but they seemed turned off. However, they're not really turned off. Tune them out. We close our ears and our eyes and our other parts that can be operated from the brain in our heart, and we just operate out of the brain in our head, which is only stored knowledge, and most of that is negative. So, ladies, go down into your heart right now for just a second and ask yourself, would you like for the man to make the first move to ask you to dance, to have him be the one that acknowledges the connection first, like when your eyes meet or you feel that and he shows you that he feels it too? Would you rather have this dapper baby boomer come to your table and ask for your hand to dance? Because eventually, isn't it the man who asks the lady for her hand in marriage? I know a young woman right now who is waiting, waiting, waiting for her boyfriend to ask her to marry him. Now, they started out with an explosive kind of interaction at the beginning. Of course, that included sex. And although they live in different cities, they're in constant contact by text. And they take turns going to see each other. He flying to her city one weekend and she flying to his the next It does get to be pretty expensive, but both of them have excellent jobs that pay very well, so that part of it isn't prohibitive. But this girl's biological clock is ticking. If she's going to have a child, she needs to get going on it pretty soon. And she's absolute about not having a child and not being married. So she's waiting, 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 And he isn't asking, asking, asking. It all goes back to that guy sitting at the table at the Rock and Rollers Baby Boomer Dance. He isn't asking. He's expecting the woman to come to him and ask him. But a woman doesn't ask a man to marry her because somehow our lack of boundaries still holds this boundary. This girl wants to be a stay-at-home mom. And they have already talked about this. And the guy agrees with it because he's pretty traditional. He's Catholic and he wants to have more than one child. And he wants the woman to stay at home for the children. But it's been a year now and he hasn't asked yet. I mean, her mother is getting more antsy than the girl is at this point. She told me recently, I think my daughter is wasting her time here and she needs to get on with her life and find somebody else who is ready. This guy doesn't seem ready for marriage and a home and children. And maybe this is true. 
maybe that is why he hasn't asked. But the fact is, he hasn't asked. It's at this point I have had many brides purposely get pregnant to force the issue, especially with a more traditional guy like this who has a more traditional mother, who probably has a more traditional mother, who is the grandmother to this baby who's going to press him to stand at that altar and have that girl be walked down the aisle to him. However, I would like to see the statistics on how successful these marriages really are, these ones where the woman forces the man into marriage. Guilt and shame has never been a good foundation for anything, especially marriage, because since we are divine free will creatures to start with, Whenever our divine free will is manipulated, we will feel compromised inside. And eventually, that's going to come out in some kind of defensive, disruptive behavior. Okay, we still have our baby boomer guy sitting at the table waiting for some woman to come up to him and ask him to dance. (laughs) You know what the sad truth is? Women will do this. Today, most women think nothing of going up to a guy and flirting with him, cajoling him into buying her a drink or having a dance with her or having a conversation. And most men still have a degree of the gentleman in them that will yield to a woman's advances. But truthfully, they find it rather comical. And actually, they play along like it's a game. But you have to understand the man in his mentality, because in all games, there is a winner and a loser. And always know it'll be the man who wins. And as for our baby boomer guy at the rock and roller dance, he's just pathetic. He sits there, actually kind of like he's still in a high chair sucking his thumb and plaintively crying for someone to give him some attention. And the woman who responds to this is a woman who believes that she can fix him. (laughs) Terrible mistake we women make. We think we can fix the man. We can make a man out of him. It's the mother who's still raising the children. So the man becomes her child, and she's going to train him up in the way he should go. But I'm here to tell you, you just can't teach an old dog new tricks. You'll just end up jumping through all of his hoops. So here's the next part of my email. If a woman does start an interaction with you, talk to her about her. Show her that you are interested in her. Give her your undivided attention. Look in her eyes. Tell her she's pretty or how nice she looks in her dress or whatever she's wearing. Ask her questions about herself. Does she have a career? Does she have any hobbies? Does she have any children? What does she love to do for fun? And listen. Really listen. Don't be thinking about what you're going to say next, which probably has nothing to do with what she's saying to you, which will only prove to her that you haven't heard a word she's said so far, which makes the woman feel that what she says or does, for that matter, doesn't really matter to you. And remember, the woman will ask you, 
what she wants to know about you. Answer her questions only and don't volunteer any other information. If she is interested in you, she will find out what she wants to know. So here's my commentary. So many women tell me the guy just sat down and talked nonstop about himself. He didn't ask a single question about me. I could tell he wanted to have sex, but for God's sake, he didn't even know my last name or my favorite song or anything. It was all about him. Well, actually, this is the way a man acts when he is on the prowl to find a sexual partner. A man is very strongly connected to his penis. And if it is the penis who's conducting the conversation, the penis is also in charge of the attack. And I know this is a strong word, but ladies, what you have to understand about the man is that they are linear from problem to solution. Mowing down all interference, get the goal. Remember the game. There's a winner and a loser. But when a man is looking for a life partner, he's more relaxed. The sexual tension isn't there yet. And he can be more focused on the other person. He'll be looking for characteristics that will tell him whether a person is loving and nurturing, someone he can trust, someone who will have his back, pour oil on his wounds and comfort him, stand by him, be faithful to him, and have his children. Ladies, you have to always remember, a man is raised by a woman, and that woman's name is mother. And very early on, he delegates his spiritual and emotional part of himself to this woman. And that is what he needs, and that is what he depends on. And that's what he's looking for in a life partner. Lady, a man is more fragile than perhaps you realize. There still is that little boy that sometimes just wants to sit on his mother's lap and have her sing soft kitty to him and kiss his boo-boo and fix him some hot soup and a toasted cheese sandwich with a cinnamon happy face on it. Guys, deep down inside, this is what you really want, isn't it? (laughs) You want the woman to make you her primary interest. And guys, actually deep down inside, that's the woman wants to be your primary interest. And then when you have two people whose primary interest is each other, then you have a good chance to have a good relationship. But to be a person who can make the other person their primary interest means that all of their own personal interests are already taken care of, and they have already taken care of their own needs themselves. And then the two of you aren't coming together to get something You can come together just to be together and enjoy each other as human beings and be able to have expressions of your ideas and hopes and dreams, enjoying physical companionship and sexual comforts. And then the last part of the email. And if you do end up dancing with a woman, dance up a storm, but always keep eye contact with her. 
be looking at each other because it's about being together, not to show off that you're a good dancer. The woman will know if you're a good dancer or not. And if it's a slow dance, take that woman into your arms and hold her close and pull her into you and dance cheek to cheek, heart to heart, nice and easy, because it's all about connecting to see if there is that spark. And try not to take anything she says personally and start to react in a defensive way. Just allow her to express herself without judgment. As others express their opinion, you begin to know if the two of you are equally yoked or not. And remember, it's easier to develop relationships with someone who's more in agreement with you than in But you don't need to aggressively state your position. You just don't need to see that person again. (laughs) So my final commentary is, I have always said that you can pretty much tell in the first 10 minutes (laughs) if you're with someone you want to continue to be with or not. Now, I've told you many, many times on this show that I have these questionnaires that I've had my brides and grooms fill out all these years, and I want to read you the answers from the bride and groom that I married last week. The girl said, it's hard to explain, but we are each other's everything. He is funny and makes me laugh. He's such a total gentleman. He even opens the car door for me. And I love to look in his eyes and see that he adores me. And he makes me feel like I am the most special person in all the world to him. And he said, she is my rock. She is my calm. I depend upon her logic and her intuition about things. And when I look in her eyes, I see that she is going to always be at my side and never leave me. So that's my show for tonight. This is Marcianne. going to ring those wedding bells for you. Thank <laughs> you.